What does God say about pride? Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this podcast, Holistic. I pray that you find encouragement here and are strengthened with the hope of the gospel. May God bless you today. Take care. Well, scripture says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so, what does that mean? That means he doesn't like pride. He doesn't like when we think we're all that, right? And we're not being humble. And God is love. God is the perfect picture of love. He's the perfect parent. He loves us unconditionally, unlike we love people. And so what does he say about it? He says to love him with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love people as you love yourself. The two greatest commandments in Scripture, that's what Jesus says. Those two things, and they seem so simple. You just say it, oh, it's easy, got it, done. (laughs) But it can be really hard. It's hard to put him first. We can turn to other things, and it's hard sometimes to love people and even love ourselves. And I think that's where we really have to ask for prayer. Because sometimes we don't agree with what somebody is saying or doing, but it doesn't mean we have to hate that person. And so often, if you have a difference of opinion, it becomes this right versus left or this versus that. And, you know, people begin to hate each other. And, you know, you look on social media and one person thinks this and another this. And it's just stressful. Sometimes you read comments, or I do, and I think by the end, oh my goodness, like why can't we just talk and love each other and build each other up? But we can have a difference of opinion. We don't have to agree on everything. We're people. That's going to happen. And you know, you can love someone, but not love what they are doing. And if you're a Christian and you read the Bible, you see that God didn't like sin. So if he didn't like it, Neither should we. If you're spending quality time with the Lord and you really put your faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, then sin should feel uncomfortable. We should feel convicted, not condemned, because we've been forgiven. But there should be this feeling of, oh, that's not right. And so really it comes down to what you believe is sin. Do you believe it's a sin or not? And people are always saying, and sometimes it makes me feel a little frustrated, well, Jesus hung out with sinners and Jesus is love. And that's true. Read the Bible. He is love. He's the perfect picture, like I said. And he did hang out with sinners. Yes, absolutely. But he also said, go and sin no more. His goal is that no one should perish, that no one would die and go to hell. He loves people. He didn't come for damnation to throw everybody in hell but because he loves people but for salvation and so that's what we should want for people when we see people we should say I want them to know Jesus I want them to know that he loves them but we also have to be careful and remember that he came to save that people would sin no more and come to repentance And so I want to read um, a couple verses 
to you here. Let me turn to it. It's Matthew 9, 12 to 13. And I've heard, you know, this quoted many times. And there's different versions here. And so I think it's really important sometimes that you read some different versions. I'm not going to say one is better than another. And if you read one, you don't read this one, you're going to hell. I'm not, not saying that. But sometimes I just think it's good to get some different versions because certain things are um, almost seem to be left out of some, which I think are really important. And so this is the New King James Version. And like I said, this is Matthew 9, 12 to 13. So let me read that here. Actually, I'm going to go back further because the way it starts, you kind of want to know what he's talking about because it says when Jesus heard that. What did he hear? Well, let's go back to verse 9. In the title of my Bible, it says, Matthew the Tax Collector. And it says, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Wow, let's do that, right? <laughs> so simple. Follow me. Okay, here I come. Let's follow Jesus. <laughs> Verse 10, I'll keep reading. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners, that's what I'm talking about there, right? Came and sat down with him and his disciples. And while the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? So that's where we have to be careful. We don't look at people and go, oh, no, Jesus would never. Nope, they're not allowed here. Sinner. We're all sinners. No one is righteous. Verse 12, when Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a, physici a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And in my Bible, there's no period there. It keeps going. It says, but sinners to repentance. So what is repentance? It's remorse, right? It's asking for forgiveness. It's changing. And so some versions just say, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners, period. And it's almost like people can read that and go, oh, well, you know, he's just loving the sinners and kind of like we can just stay in our sin and know we're not perfect and we're still going to sin. But our goal or how we should feel if we're a follower of Jesus Christ is that it shouldn't feel right to sin. We should have conviction. There should be something in us, right, that's saying, ooh, that wasn't right. Ooh, yuck. I didn't like how I just yelled or I didn't like that thought I had. And so we have to be really careful that, yes, he doesn't want anyone to perish, and yes, he hung out with sinners, and so we shouldn't be this high and mighty person, which Jesus hated, but we have to remember that the ultimate goal is that we wouldn't go to hell, that we would change, that we would be different, that we would be a witness to other people and bring other people into the kingdom, and so, you know, just remember, it's not about what you want. It's not about what I want all the time. It's about what God wants. It's about his will. So what does he say is right? What does he say is wrong? And how do we know that? The only way to know that is to pray, to seek the Lord, spend time with him, spend time in his word. We have to know the word. I keep saying that I know. <laughs> and I'm saying it not only for you, I'm saying it for me as well. Because I can say many things, people can say many things and really great things. But if we don't know the word ourselves, 
we can be deceived. And so we have to be really careful that we ourselves know the word of God. And so speaking of the word of God, I want to read some to you. I'm going to read some different verses as we're talking about sin and and different things like that. So I'm going to read to you in Genesis, we're going back to the beginning, (laughs) 1, 26 to 28. Let me get there. So it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we're made in the image of God. He made us male and female, and he says, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, have dominion in the earth. And so, yes, you're made in the image of God. And so we have to be careful. You know, I think in this world, especially now, evil seems good and good seems evil. And there's a verse that talks about that. It's Isaiah 5, 20 to 21. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So how do we know what's good? How do we know what's right? We have to know the word of God. And you know, the enemy can sneak in. He can creep in. He can seem like light. But he's not. And what can start out as a small thing, it can turn into a bigger thing. It can turn into an idol. And so, be careful. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Be careful every day, every moment. We have to be aware of what we're doing. These little things matter. The choices we make, the people we're around, it matters. And so let me read to you in Romans 1, 18 to 32. And this is God's wrath on unrighteousness. What is unrighteousness? There's a whole list here that I'll read. And I think it's important that we know this. What does God say? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. I worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness. Here we go. Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So, whoa, (laughs) that's a long, long list. And so sometimes we pick and choose out of the list. (laughs) We might think one's okay and not the other, but there's a long list here, another list in the Bible of things that are unrighteous. And so really, I read that list and it makes me think we just need Jesus. We need help. He's our hope. He's our savior. We need him. You know, he has saved us and he's called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He saved us. He's made us holy and blameless. And he has a purpose for our lives. And so we can trust in Jesus and we can turn to him. We have to know his word. We have to know his heart and his spirit. We have to walk in truth. And it's so important that we know the word of God to know what's right, to know what is truth. And what could seem good might not be good. And maybe what you're standing up for may be thought of by some to not make sense or that you're a hater, that you're evil. But stand on the word of God. You stand on what his word says and the truth. You be proud in Jesus. Let's have pride in Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus Not only this month, but every month. So I pray over you today that you would know that you're loved in the name of Jesus. That you have hope. Know that he loves you and he's for you. He's not against you. You can always come to him, ask for forgiveness. He can wash you clean in a second. It may seem hard to believe, but it's really true. So take care to know today, I said that weird, (laughs) take care today to know that Jesus loves you.
You're a friend of God. Put your hope in him today. God bless you. Take care, friend.